There are many metaphors for the church. The church is like a house, it's like a body, but the church as a family is not a metaphor. It is our reality. Hello, you're listening to the Greek to Me podcast, a daily discovery of the New Testament scriptures one word at a time. We hope today's podcast helps you better understand and appreciate God's word. Hi, today's word is Philadelphia. In Romans chapter 12, verses 9 and 10, Paul writes, Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. The word I want to pull out is seen here in two words, brotherly affection in the Greek. It's one word, Philadelphia. Uh, it's more than just a city in Pennsylvania. It's a, it's a compound word uh, with the word phileo, meaning love, and the word adelphos, meaning brother. Uh, So it's the love of brothers or the brotherly love that we read about when we think about the city and how it is named. Uh, Maybe a common phrase, biblically, however, Philadelphia refers to the love of the Christian family, the brethren, to quote the King James, the church. When we hear brotherly love, we, we don't want to reduce this word to mean the love that siblings or brothers have for one another, which, while it can be a beautiful thing, sometimes isn't. And if you are a sibling or are raising siblings, you understand what I mean. The connotation is much broader. It denotes tender affection, such as between parents and children. It means that Christians should have similar feelings toward one another as belonging to the same family and as united in the same principles and interests. One commentator said Philadelphia is the warmth of family affection. Paul puts brotherly love on the same shelf as agape love in 1 Thessalonians 4.9. He writes, Now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love, or agape, one another. It's almost like he's saying, listen, if God can agape you with the ultimate form of self-sacrificing love, surely you can phileo one another, the love of biological family. The difference may seem somewhat small. Both include sacrificial love, but the difference is actually significant. Agape love is the highest form of love there is. It says to phileo, I see your sincere love for your own, for your people, for your tribe, and I raise you in unconditional love for those who aren't like you and from whom you could never benefit in any way. This is, in fact, how God has loved us. It is the love of family because really there is nothing more intimate than family, and that's due to God's own design, but it bears in it the idea of adoption. So when the Christian church has Philadelphia, we are referring to our spiritual family made up of people not like us, with very different backgrounds perhaps than us, folks with whom we might even struggle to relate if it weren't for our unity with them as children of God and the common mission we have in the world as the church. William Penn in 1682 founded the city of Philadelphia as the capital of Pennsylvania colony, and it would become one of the oldest cities and an extremely historic site during the establishment of our country. And it's no wonder in that time why he would name the city Philadelphia after the idea of brotherly love. 
After all, America, in its early days, would need to unite, come together, band together with some pretty fierce commitment in order to make our country what it would become. Penn knew that America would need to be family, and that this influential city would be a beacon of that kind of love for this new country. Regardless of what you believe about colonial America or the blood spilled for religious freedom or taxation without representation, note the parallels. Similarly, Christians living in the world have also escaped a tyrannical ruler, namely Satan, even sin, and both want us back. We too are surrounded by people living very differently to the way that we are compelled to live. How we live and many of the choices we make are very unpopular to the outside world. There, there are times, and it has been very true in some places more than others throughout time, that if the church doesn't have each other, the church has no one. So we too must unite, come together, band together with a fierce commitment to one another. We must act as the church like family the kind of family that has shared identity in Jesus and a shared purpose as the church. This is why Jesus made the point of spiritual family. He asked in Mark chapter 12, who is my mother and my brother? He says in answering his own question, whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. There are many metaphors for the church. The church is like a house. It's like a body etc. But the church as a family is not a metaphor. It is our reality. The church is not like a family. The church is, in the truest sense possible, a family. And so we must take our cues from this and realize that solitude from one another or even a casual relationship to one another isn't going to do the trick. We need one another far more than probably any of us know and it, the good news is we are compelled by nature of being filled by the same Spirit, according to Ephesians 4, to then love one another as God has loved us. And so may we, as we read in 1 Peter 1, purify our souls by our obedience to the truth for or out of brotherly love, loving one another earnestly from a pure heart.